Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Healing Your Codependency. I'm Marshall Berkshire, and I'm your guide in helping you f- stop fixing yourself, stop and start loving yourself so that you can liberate yourself from the need to be codependent to create connection, safety, and a sense of value in your life. Today is an impromptu episode built off my current healing journey around niceness and around personal power. So we're going to be getting into that and how niceness is not, one, it's not kindness, and two, it's actually costing your peace and your sanity. So we're going to jump into that here real quick. Before we do that, I'm going to share this out to the community here. So the community is a place where you can find additional guidance, training, and support in healing your codependency. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. Come and join us and go deeper in your work in healing your codependency with me. All right, let's see here. We're going to share this out real quick to the group. Boom, there we go, and voila. So let me know how you guys are doing in the comments below and what's up for you. You'll probably notice that things have been a little quieter and a little slower, and that's because I've been involved in some really deep processing of my own, Um, working with some deep traumas, deep pain, deep conclusions that have been, um, well, they've been perking up. They want attention. They need love. They need care. And one of these is about being the nice boy, being the good boy. And in reference to your world, that could be a nice person, a nice girl, a nice whatever you may identify as. But it's this idea of niceness. We're supposed to be nice. We're not supposed to fight. We're not supposed to disagree. We're not supposed to say no. We're not supposed to upset other people. We're not supposed to hurt their feelings. We're not supposed to be different. We're not supposed to disappoint others. And in reality, we actually have to do those things. Those are actually a natural byproduct of embodying yourself because we live in a world with a lot of differences and a lot of conflicts and a lot of development going on we're pretty much an adolescent species and we're all stuck in like the age 12 a lot in our emotions and it's time to grow up and part of growing up is letting go of the idea that we need to be nice and move into the uh, the reality that we need to be kind and we need to be honest because that's where we find our peace that's where we find our power so let me know in the comments below if you were raised to be nice You have to be nice. You have to consider everyone else. You don't upset them. You don't say no. You don't disagree with them, Uh, especially authority, you know, parents or teachers or someone who claims to have some sort of authority or power. Don't upset them. You got to obey. The other thing about niceness, it's about obedience. It's about pleasing the other person so that they won't do a thing. So our codependency has two basic functions. It's trying to prevent something. It's trying to cause something. And in my healing work with this little boy within me that's been suffering for a very long time in niceness, he's been trying to prevent. He's been trying to prevent being attacked, being rejected, being unloved, being smeared, being assaulted. Because these are things that actually happened to him when he would do his things his way, when he would say no, when he would occupy his power, when he'd do things the way he intuitively sensed to do them, when he saw things differently than others. The family unit, the culture I grew up in, did not allow children to have difference. They were to obey. And then you were to grow into an adult that was obedient. There was really never 
autonomy. There was no individuality. There was conformity and pleasing the authorities. So he's pretty angry. And this is one of those fundamental liberations. Anger starts to point us to the boundaries that have been violated, to the needs that have gone unmet. And it's asking us to step into our power to advocate for those things, to become kind and honest. And sometimes we've got to be aggressive on our own behalf. We've got to get out there and actually fight sometimes. It's like, nope, I disagree with this thing. You'll stop treating me this way, stuff like that. <clears throat> Several weeks ago, an individual um, approached me about how they perceived how I interacted with someone else and supporting them in a particular event that was going on that it did involve this individual. And they were quite upset with me that I did it the way I did. And I was just really clear with them. I wasn't going to be nice and go, oh, yeah, I'm sorry that it hurt your feelings there. I'd be more like, <laughs> the way you were behaving was disgusting. And I'm not going to stand for that. You know, you got to grow up. See, niceness would have been like, yeah, I guess I could see where your power, your pain was coming in, stuff like that. Mm-mm. Is being direct with that and confronting the harm that was going on in that. That's kindness. That's honesty. And it doesn't have to be, you know, you put your teeth out. You can be like, don't do that again. But a lot of times, what we think we got to do is first consider where they're at. Consider all their pain in their context rather than slow down and go, how's this impacting me? How does this align with my values? How does this align with what I want and what I need in my world? See, niceness bypasses us and bypasses our own personal authority, our own personal accountability. It bypasses our own senses about things, what's going on for us. It makes something or someone else priority. And it's usually about pleasing them. And a lot of times, niceness leads to enabling. Enabling is bypassing the actual consequence someone earns, but their choices and actions. So they get away with it. Because, oh, you know, we, we, ha we can't upset them even though they're behaving in disgusting ways. We've got to be nice. Niceness short circuits our access to our personal power, to our own boundaries, to our own authority, to our own sense of things, our own emotions. Because it, the other thing, we, we have to play this role. So I'm going to check the comments here. Hi, Satori. She says, oh, yes, always look nice, act nice, and don't rock the boat. Yeah. This is especially prominent uh, for, for you, Satori. Hi, Holly. For women, you have been groomed to be nice. Groomed to it. And that word is deliberate. You're not empowered in your power. You get shot down for it. You get shamed for it. You get attacked for it. Men mostly are celebrated in those arenas. I wasn't. My mom wanted a nice boy. My parents, my stepmother and father, you better be nice. You're going to get it. <laughs> it's just, it makes no sense. Why can't we have a, a kindness, a warmth, a reception of who we are and, and build agreements and cooperation and, and learn to understand boundaries and consent? Oh, I got to obey. Got to be nice. So that's a little boy. This, little as this, this aspect of myself, this five-year-old that was shut down from defending himself against bullies because he had to be nice. He wanted to go and punch him back, but no, I gotta be the nice boy. People get mad at me if I defended myself. I was bullied a lot in, in, in early, 
elementary school and throughout middle school. And if I defended myself, I got in trouble. Not, not the bully. I was supposed to be nice. I was supposed to be more mature. <laughs> the dude is destroying my clothing. They're stealing my stuff. They're spreading rumors about me. They're hitting me. I'm... I was thinking about this yesterday as I was doing some processing with this pain. And that little boy's like, I just wish I punched him back. I wish I had stood up for myself. Because there's such a vitality that comes alive in standing up and saying, no, you will not treat my body that way. You will not treat me that way. I will not tolerate this. So niceness, is sh like Holly quotes here, it, sh it shorts, circuits, our power. So a lot of times people commingle niceness and kindness. So I want to differentiate these. Niceness, again, is, oh, I shouldn't do this because it'll upset them, disappoint them, hurt their feelings, things like that. Kindness is an honesty about the situation, about how you feel about it, communicated in a way that respects yourself and others. So it's not name-calling, it's not smearing, it's not um, abusive or harmful. It's direct. It's like, no, this behavior, mm -mm. this hurts, this stops now. It's having clear boundaries like, hey, you want to be in my world? This is how you got to treat me. If you don't, you're not in my world. It, kindness has a positive consideration for the other person without putting ourselves, our well-being, our safety, our value, our peace of mind on the chopping block. We're advocating for our peace. We're advocating for connection. But we're doing it in a direct way that allows the other person to see and acknowledge their actions and their behaviors while we own and care for our emotions, our desires, our actions and choices. So niceness is not, it's about not rocking the boat, pleasing the other, avoiding the conflict. Kindness addresses conflict directly. So it's an empowered state, whereas niceness is, niceness is a disempowered position. Now, moving out of niceness is a very scary thing. I've been working on this for some time because it's a very complex thing. For most of us, it will be very complex because niceness was one of the few mediums we got our needs met through. We got attention. We might have gotten approval through it. We might have gotten some sort of affection in return for it. This is a, a medium in which we learned a lot of transactional value and love. So letting go of niceness and moving into this direct kindness threatens these connections and this access to some of our vital needs, such as, you know, acceptance, approval, connection, time, um, attention, play, protection. These are like our 10 core fundamental emotional needs. So learning to become kind and assertive and empowered in ourselves, it's going to rock those connections. And it needs to. Because you deserve to have the honest relationship, not the, not the fictional fantasy relationship you hope you're creating by being nice. I know some of this is blunt. It's even blunt for my little boy. He's just like, yeah, I'm not going to have that friend anymore. Yeah. Because we know that they're treating us poorly. So in this is grief. In this is sorrow. In this is loss. And these, as we care for them and we process them and allow them to be, 
become the investment that generates our long-term peace, our long-term fulfillment. They bring us closer to real connection with ourselves first and then with others. Because through our kindness, we gain clarity and we build honest relationships with ourselves and with others. So we get to disappoint people and sometimes we don't even have to care about it. Sometimes it's not even necessary, not even appropriate to care about their disappointment. I go out and buy a pink car. My poor students hear about this pink car all the time. I buy a pink car and the next door neighbor's like, oh, you bought a pink car, what's wrong with you? It's disgusting. I'm so disappointed. I'm not going to care. Because I have no agreement with this person not to buy a pink car. But let's say I buy a pink car with a, and I have an agreement with person A never to buy a pink car because it's pink makes them ill. Well, then if I buy a pink car, I, I got to own that. I got to change that. See, there, that person A's disappointment makes sense because I violated an agreement. This is crucial, guys. Kindness is honesty. Niceness is, oh, oh, that neighbor doesn't like pink cars. I won't buy it, even though it's my dream car. No. They can, they, they're not, they're an adult. They can deal. We get to disappoint people. We get to let conflict happen. We don't even have to address it, again, depending on the context. We get to go live our life. We get to know what life is for us and how we embody it, how we express it, how we live it. That's where your power is. So you feel powerless, you feel cut off, you feel lost in your world. It's because you're oriented outside of yourself. You're in someone else's yard trying to conform and appease their standards, niceness, kindness. All, it's not even kindness, niceness, and it's uh, people-pleasing and shape-shifting. we got to come back to ourselves and go, what is my shape? What does my yard require? What does it need? What do I need? What do I want? How does that look? And in that process, people will be upset. People will feel hurt. That's normal. It's a natural part of differentiation. It's a natural part of becoming an individual. As other people and their expectations and their perceptions of you become confused and contradicted by who you choose to be. They got to work that out. That's their yard. They can come and talk to you about it as long as they do it respectfully. I mean, I'm more willing to have conversations with people that are confused about why I do a thing. As long as it's done respectfully and kindly, I'm not going to tolerate abuse and smearing and accusations. So it's important that we escape the trap of niceness because trap of niceness was conditioned into us by people who didn't want to take emotional responsibility for their disappointment, their expectations, their wants, their needs. They expect us to conform to them. No more. We can be free. This is one of the Eight, actually, one of the eight factors of healing codependency. I've got that uh, the eight factors that heal codependency permanently workshop coming up on Wednesday. Come join us. That's almost 200 people signed up, so I'm really excited about that. It's going to be interesting. We're going to run through this workshop several times over the next year to refine it so you guys get the right map for you and you get the success you deserve in healing your codependency because that's what I do. I hope you heal your codependency. So 
and check the comments here. So Holly's like, yes, yeah, fire. Uh, Melanie says that this resonates so much. Being nice is how I'm known. It's an identity, right? It's a role we, we, we play. I remember getting in trouble for things that weren't nice, and I wasn't allowed to explain I didn't mean it in the way they were taking it. And often things weren't nice was me initiating behavior from the people I upset trying to be accepted. Yeah, yeah, super confusing. Absolutely. Because we aren't being loved if we're seeking approval. Approval and love are not the same. But to a to an individual who has been neglected, they do feel the same. So when we're seeking approval and we're seeking acceptance by doing what we think people want us to do or even doing what they tell us to do and they get upset, that doesn't mean we've failed. That means they're not honest. That means they're not being mature. That means they're not owning themselves. That means you're free of responsibility for fixing their feelings because they're not yours. They're theirs. So niceness, we get all entangled in their world. Kindness, I, I see how you're feeling. I can see why you do feel this way. And I'm not going to play there anymore. You know, I can hold space for it. I can care, but I'm not going to fix it. I get to be me. They get to be them. And we get to work through that. So let me know. Let's see. Melanie shares, taught to be liked and accepted not to rock the boat, neglect personal voice and opinion not to upset others because that's not kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not kind. What? Yeah, this idea of we shouldn't hurt people's feelings. People are going to have hurt feelings hurt all the time. I mean, honestly, if I'm really honest with myself... I'm at Walmart, and I'm walking through the aisle, and they don't have my Reese's sticks, and I feel hurt. As though, you know, Walmart's supposed to give me what I want, right? It's, we have to grow a bit to realize where our entitlements are, and that the obligations we think that creates for others, and vice versa. When, when feelings get hurt, we can empathize, but it's still there. Theirs, and it does not mean we did something wrong. See, outside the world of codependency, when we're in the world of interdependency and consensual relationships, relationships built on consent and privilege, people get to be who they are and we receive them to see how they fit with us. We look for the compatibility component. What do I want? How does it work? And then what do I get when I combine that with the person I'm with? Do I get happiness or not? That'll tell you what's, if it's working or not. So we, we start to know people instead of try to shape people. When we stop being shaped by people and we start sharing who we are with them. So this interchange of trying to control to get resources stops and we start actually feeding each other because we can see, comprehend, and connect with each other. That's the work. That's one of the eight factors. That's sharing ourselves. Boom. So come join us for the workshop. Link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube, and on my website at freetheself.com. And it's free. All right. 
right. I like the use of the word shape-shifting in this context. Yeah, because we're just got to be nice. We contort into things. Yeah. So a question for you to take on your journey today. What shifts, if you trust, just a bit, that you don't have to be nice in order to be loved? Let that simmer a little bit. Holly shares exactly why is it okay to neglect myself and my feelings and be unkind to myself by dismissing myself as to not as to not upset other people's and their feelings. It's wild, yeah. Exactly. Why do I have to sacrifice myself? No, I don't. They get to grow up. See, maturity. Hey, people are different. Deal. Oh, you don't like me, person A? Go find someone you like. I'm going to go play with the people who like me. It doesn't always have to work out. It doesn't. It's not necessary. <laughs> so. Deep work. Daring work. Courageous work as we, we liberate ourselves from these constructs of control. And we move into the space of true clarity true honesty with ourselves kindness so we can see and know what is real uh, auto text is it's a gift isn't it holly it just it is what the duck right so <laughs> go gently with yourselves my friends this is delicate challenging work remember to praise and appreciate your efforts Remember to recognize the gap between where you've been and where you are because that's your progress. And if you want structure, you want support, you want guidance in this, come join us for the workshop on Wednesday, the eight factors that he'll could have been seen permanently. I'm teaching it at 11 a.m. Mountain Time and 6 p.m. Mountain Time, so you've got options there. And then you can join the community, the Hill, your codependency community and get additional support. As well as when you enroll in the workshop, you get your opportunity to enroll in the Codependency Healing System. Because uh, I only open it up enrollment throughout the year, and it's closed beyond that. So this is a chance to get in for a winter enrollment. Yeah, what the duck? Yeah. Go gently with yourselves, my friends. Kindly. Let yourself be more kind, a little less nice, and let's see what you discover in your world. See you later, guys.